Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. And today we have a special guest with us. Jenna Talita is a registered dietitian and certified intuitive counselor. So we're going to be talking a little bit differently than what we normally talk about. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited for you to share with us about your expertise and your experience. So I would love for you to just um, say hello and tell us how intuitive eating came about to be a part of your life. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to to share. Um, so, intuitive eating is it's it's definitely it's made a really big impact on my life. Um, I actually when I first found it, it was by accident. Um, I was working at a drug rehab facility, and there were um, clients there who had some issues with their relationship with food. Um, Some of them had diagnosed eating disorders. Um, uh, Others just, uh, when they were coming off their drug or alcohol of choice, they chose to also restrict food as well, or they chose to, you know, come to it for comfort as well. So, um, and they had poor body images and things like that. So Mm -hmm. With all that being said, um, I did some research to find out how to best support them. And I found that intuitive eating is a very successful uh, treatment model um, for people who have those types of uh, behaviors, uh, eating disorders or poor relationship with their bodies. Um, And so I started reading the book and all of a sudden, <laughs> I realized that the book resonated with myself so much. Um, so I went in it with thinking about my my clients, and then I ended up realizing that uh, I had my own issues with food that I didn't even realize. And I had already been a dietitian for like 10 years at that point. So, um, wow. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I... I, I read through the book and, and everything just ended up making so much sense um, of why diets don't work, why we always feel so guilty when we're eating um, food, what happens when we put food up onto a pedestal, um, just um, all of these different kinds of things, um, how to handle um, our body image issues and a way to start loving our bodies instead of hating them. And so, uh, and, and it also went into things like emotional eating and, and things like that and ways to help improve um, that so you could rely on other tools um, besides food. And so it just, once I went through all of that information, I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I am not only improving my own relationship with myself and with food, but also um, with also just helping other people with their journeys, because I know that this can affect so many um, 
diet culture is around us all the time, telling us how we're supposed to eat and um, what we're supposed to look like and how we're supposed to move. And, and it just, it's not working for a lot of people because a lot of those things are not things that we like or, or just leaves us feeling like we're not getting our our favorite foods in and then once we do have those favorite foods it, it it we end up maybe having more than what we intend to getting that guilt and shame and then starting that restrictive behavior all over again so um so I decided to specialize at that point and I um I became a certified intuitive eating counselor and um so for the past almost three years now, or actually after three years, I, um, I've i been specializing this and, and working to help other women uh, develop that, that better relationship with food and with their bodies. That's amazing. That's, that's so incredible, especially like, I love how you have been a registered dietitian and like you didn't even realize that it was a thing. Do you think that you could share with us a little bit more about, like you said, diets don't work. And almost everybody that I talk to agrees with that. Yeah. Can you dive into that a little bit about why diets don't work? Cause it sounds like you probably have more than just like a philosophy with that. Oh yes. Yes. Um, the, the really uh, amazing part, the, the part that totally sold me on intuitive eating is how much it's backed up by science, by research. Um, and there's been like 20 years of research that supports it. Um, and one of the things to look for, and I'll, I'll get into your question in just a quick second, but one of the things to look for when you're looking at different studies is how many people did they look at over what length of time did they look at them for? And is the study able to be reproduced? And uh, so the larger studies, the longer studies, and the fact that it can be redone over and over again, that is a very good study to look at. And with intuitive eating, it has lots and lots of studies that support it this way. So um, now with regarding um, diets not working, um, so our bodies don't know that we're intentionally trying to lose weight. Our bodies just think that we're in a fasting mode um, when we cut back on whether it's a amount of calories or a type of food or food group or whatever. Our bodies just think that we're in starvation mode. And so it will put different processes in place to help protect us from dying. So, um, so for example, if you're on a diet, you're, you're starting to lose, and then you hit a plateau, that's your body saying, oops, hold on, um, something's wrong here, I need to make sure that you're not um, going to die of starvation. So it will put processes in place to help you to hold off uh, further weight loss. It will help um, you gain, uh, continue to put weight back on to protect you from future famines and also uh, encourage like eating. So you get more things like cravings or, or stronger hunger pangs or you might find yourself um, 
uh, eating more than what you might usually eat. Um, and so um, it's just our body's way of, of fighting against that starvation mode. And so, um, so that's why diets don't, don't work. And, and to clarify too, is that, yes, there's um, a million different types of diets out there that have like specific names on them and stuff like that, very structured things. But dieting can, it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to be a popular thing. It can be something that you make up on the fly. Um, it could just be, oh, I'm not going to have breakfast today because I want to try to lose weight. Or um, uh, it could be, oh, I'm not going to eat past 7 o'clock at night because uh, that's not good for my weight. Um, uh it, it, anyways, it, it could be a whole number of different kinds of ways that we can restrict our intake and, and avoid what our body needs um, that is considered dieting. So it doesn't have to have a name. So intuitive sounds to me like you're listening to your body telling yeah. you what it needs. Can you explain a little bit more about like the ways that your body talks to you? Because you're, you're, you touched on like your, your body, like kicking in for like signs of hunger and cravings. So I'm assuming that that's like your body trying to tell you something. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how to better listen to your body? Yes, most definitely. So our, our bodies, we were born with this innate ability to know how to eat. Um, it's with our hunger, our fullness, and what's going to be satisfying at the moment. Um, so being able to check in with your body without judgment, just curiosity, um, and check in with where you are with your hunger, um, and then where you are with your fullness. Um, that is a... Um, that is how your body tells you how much food you need to have. So, you know, a diet might tell you you can fill up your plate so much with this kind of food and in these kinds of portions. But nobody knows how hungry or full you are. Only you and your body know how hungry and full you are. Nobody knows what's going to be satisfying for you in that moment. Only you do. And it might change from day to day, from meal to meal, from week to week. Um, it, it's not anything that's necessarily in stone. It's something that can vary from, from time to time. Um, so when we put ourselves on these limits um, and say, oh, well, because you're this height, this weight, this age, whatever, you only need X amount of calories or X amount of carbs. The fact is, is that your body knows exactly what it needs and it's going to fight back if you're not getting that. So um, now just to be clear, it's all of that being said, all of that being said, it is super easy to turn intuitive eating into a diet by just making it a hunger fullness diet. And it's not that at all. It's about, um, yeah, definitely checking in with your body and trying to be as present as you can with it. Um, but it's not a place of shaming yourself if you 
eat when you're not hungry or you eat past fullness either. Um, those are just opportunities to explore why that might have been happening um, and being flexible with that approach as well. So, so will your body tell you what types of food that it needs? Like, are there, it, it, are there like symptoms, I guess, that will come up if you're, you know, deficient in something? Um, I'm not necessarily sure about the research that supports all of that. Um, there, there could be, um, I have heard of different types of things that, might lead you to um, wanting certain things. Like for example, let's say that you haven't eaten all day and um, um, all of a sudden you really crave something that might be very dense um, in calories. Well, that could be your body's way of trying to make up for what it missed out on before. So, um, you know, and I, I have heard of other people who, you know, maybe if their iron is a little bit low, they might get cravings for certain iron rich foods. Um, when uh, when women have their um, uh, their cycle, their menstrual cycle happen. I know for me personally, I get a huge craving for chocolate um, and uh and I understand that there is something about the magnesium content that's in the chocolate that is very helpful and soothing for, for menstrual cycles. So um, it, it, it is something similar to that. I, I'm sure you could check check in with your body and feel like what it's needing at that time, but I'm not sure if there's necessarily evidence-based that says every time you're feeling this way, it's because of this. So... That's really interesting. And that was what I was thinking of was the chocolate and the magnesium, just because um, I've heard that, you know, I think a lot of people have probably heard that, you know, if you're craving chocolate, it means that you, you need some magnesium. So um, that's, that's really interesting. Um, and I know you're, 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 what you're telling me is that like, this is not a diet, but it sounds like more like a way of life. Who is intuitive eating for? Um, intuitive eating is really for anyone. Um, anyone who, um, I mean, like I said, we were born with this ability to be able to listen to our bodies and to know how to eat. It's just when well-intentional people like, like our parents or, or doctors or, um, whomever that, that will tell you, oh, you need to eat a certain way. And they take you away from that trust and away from those cues. Um, maybe something similar to like the clean plate club or the, um, um, you know, just a, a number of different things like, you have to eat these vegetables before you can have that other kind of food that you like, you know, whatever the case may be, it kind of takes you away from that trust. So it's really more, it is, it is geared towards just helping people in general reconnect with that innate ability. Um, the people I focus on helping, um, are ones who are just sick of dieting. They're sick of following the food rules. They're sick of, of feeling like they can't have what they want to eat. Um, they're, they feel guilty and out of control with food. Um, their, their body image might be really, really um, down and they just 
they really don't care for their body that much and they'll do whatever it takes to, to look a certain way or, or whatever. Um, and, and they just want a, a different way of approaching eating. So, um, so that's, that's what uh, intuitive eating is about. So what is emotional eating? Like you mentioned emotional eating in the beginning. Um, sure. I would love for you to explain what emotional eating is, because I do think that people may be doing that and not even realizing it. So could you explain to us a little bit about emotional eating? Yes. And and that's definitely something that, that I experience as well. You know, when, when I get really um, stressed out or, or sad or whatever, um, you know, I was taught, what, one of the things I, I remember from my childhood is that if I was feeling bad or sad or, or whatever, my mom would say, well, let me go get you some boo-boo food. And, um, and it was food to help heal my emotional boo-boos. So, um, um, and, and that's how I learned how to address all of the different things that I might be feeling uncomfortable with. So if I am feeling stressed, if I'm, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling lonely, um, all of those different things, I will revert to food as a way of trying to either numb those feelings or, um, just distract myself, um, um different things like that that can that can occur but with um with intuitive eating uh, one of the really wonderful things about it is that it teaches you new ways of coping with your emotions um so you don't rely upon solely food as as a way of dealing with it sometimes you will go to food sometimes that feels like the best solution at that moment, maybe because it's, it's midnight, you can't really go for a walk at, at nighttime or something, or, you know, maybe that cookie is just really calling your name or, or whatever. And that's okay. If that's the case, that's totally fine. Um, but we just don't want to necessarily rely on that 100% of the time. So um, uh, just being able to identify what feeling you're having, um, what you need in the moment, um, and just being curious without any sort of judgment. So, so what does it look like to work with you for like, in, like if I wanted to work with you for intuitive eating, like what does that look like? How does that process kind of look? Sure, most definitely. So, um, so what I do is I have a a six-month program, one-on-one uh, -on -one counseling. We would meet together on a weekly basis. Um, and I know that that sounds like a, a, a long period of time and things like that. But if you consider that we've been getting all of these different messages about how we're supposed to eat, how we're supposed to look um, multiple times a day for however many years you've been alive, it takes time to work through all of those messages and um, be able to process them in a way that makes sense and be able to help you move past them. Um, because not all of them, even though they might seem supportive, they actually can be quite harmful. Um, and then there's, of course, always those unexpected events that happen um, where maybe I 
a close friend or family member is going on a diet and they're pushing you to do it, or you go to the doctor and they are pushing you to lose weight. Um, but you know that the weight loss isn't going to be very effective. It's going to just come right back as it does. Um, or, or even around the holidays when there's all that delicious food and you don't know how to work your way around it. Um, that's why we're here for, for a long period of time. So we can sit through those moments together and, and be able to approach them in a, in a different type of way. So what, what type of results do people typically find when they adapt the intuitive eating? Like I know it's not a diet, right? Mm -hmm. It's not really a weight loss thing, right? Right. It's um, yes. So this, with diets and everything, you know, it is always about like getting into a smaller body and, you know, having this turnaround very quickly. But with the way that intuitive eating works, it's about appreciating yourself, um, being able to approach food with a sense of curiosity and not judgment, flexibility and freedom. Um, uh, it being able to enjoy your life and not being obsessed with food and not being obsessed with your body. Um, um, just being able to be present with yourself and, and, and your life and your children and your, your, um, partners and all of those important people in your life and, and not necessarily have food rule the world around you. So it's, it's really an amazing process. And, um, so many people have, have had their lives changed drastically because of it. Like I said, it's, it's very, uh, successful with people who had diagnosed eating disorders. Um, um, even people who just have, um, a disordered eating practices where they might not necessarily be diagnosed with an eating disorder, but their how they approach food it, and their body is not helpful. So, um, um, lots, lots of uh, beneficial things: better self-esteem, better body image, um, and just having more fun. Um, I know this is a mostly a, um, exercise-focused. Um, uh, show. And so one of the key points of intuitive eating is finding movement that you have fun with, um, not necessarily doing a an exercise because it's going to burn enough calories or because you're going to lose enough weight. Um, it's about going out and, and doing activities that you have so much fun doing. Like, for example, I love dancing. I love dancing. I, I, I took ballroom dance class when I was in college. And, and, and most recently, um, before COVID, I was doing a, a, a ballroom dance class there at a local school. And, um, and it's just about having a fun and enjoying the benefits that movement can give you, like improved stress, uh, better sleep, better blood sugar control, um, you know, a, a number of different beneficial things that, that movement can bring for you. Um, so, yeah, so that's another part there. So what are some red flags that somebody may need to think about that they might actually have disordered eating? Because I do think that that's something that may be a little bit underlying. Can yeah. you share with us some red flags that people may need to be developing a better relationship with food? 
Um, yeah, definitely. There's, um, like, for example, um, if you are making food good or bad, um, you're not allowing yourself to have something because if you have it, uh, you'll be a bad person as a result. Um, if um, having something, quote unquote, unhealthy is... Um, you know, it, it just, uh, it won't let you participate in the event that you're having. Now, of course, we definitely do want to have foods that are going to help our bodies work and feel well and stuff like that. Our bodies don't like too much of any one thing. Um, but, you know, allowing yourself to have different kinds of favorite foods that may not always be as nutritionally dense is is not a terrible thing. Um, pleasure is a large part of eating as well. Um, if you're noticing that uh, you, that you body check uh, with other people, so if you end up going into a room and you're just looking at everybody's body and saying and comparing yourself against them oh that person is is slender and and i'm i'm bigger than they are so their life must be better than mine or um or if you are body checking yourself and just bashing different parts of your body like oh i see my my legs here and and there's um some cellulite on them and a kind of just just being really mean to yourself like that. Um, going into a dressing room at a store and not being able to look at yourself in the mirror without bashing yourself or or um, something I was uh, I also found myself doing too um, is uh, I would hide from the camera. Um, I would um, I would take pictures of my son. And, uh, but I would never be in the pictures with him because if I were in the pictures with him, then I'd sit there and bash myself to pieces about how I look a certain way. And um, so now, now I'm able to actually look at myself, look at the entire picture and look at how happy my son and I are together and, and be more present in my life rather than necessarily trying to fit into a smaller size. So I love that. I can so identify with that picture thing, like the camera mm -hmm. shyness, because I was always, I, I stayed away from the camera for a long time, a long time. Me too. Me too. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it was out of my comfort zone to be in front of the camera. Um, so um now, now I'm, I keep challenging myself because I, I still have parts of my own intuitive eating journey that I'm still trying to strengthen. But for the most part, it's uh, the great thing about intuitive e your intuitive eating journey is not about the end point. It's about everything that you gather along the way. So um, it's, it's not that you won't see any beneficial things come out of it until you actually get to your end point. It's, it's, you learn so much about yourself and, and become your best friend along the way. So it's really a wonderful thing. I love that. And I love that you kind of get into some of the, the messages that have been sent. Cause like you had mentioned like the clean your plate club, 
My mm. dad was totally in that. Like, I mean, <laughs> and he, you know, he's a type two diabetic and he often was overweight for most of his adult life. And I remember being to lunch with him and he, him saying, oh, I just can't eat anymore. I wish they didn't give you so much. And I said, dad, just get a box and take it home. You know, and he he was like, oh, I said, it doesn't have to go to waste. You know, you can just eat it later. And he was like, oh, and like that thought had never occurred to him. But I think that it was a generational thing where, you know, people whose parents had gone through the depression had learned to, you know, appreciate what they had and you eat what you're given. And, you know, there's lots of starving people in the world. And I think that there was definitely some messaging there and it may not have been, you know, directly like you have to clean your plate, but I do think that it was, it was there, you know, and there's a lot of generational problems with that, that it, it wasn't necessarily just on the home front too, you know? So Thanks. yeah, I think it's great that you deal with that kind of messaging because it also takes some of the, um, the guilt off of it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there there definitely is a lot of pressure um, with with eating the meals and stuff um, um, because you're right. If you ever experienced um, something that's called food insecurity, where you're not sure where your next meal is going to be coming from, um, or you you just have to stretch your your food dollars as as best you can. Um, and then there is once you do actually have the access to the food you want to take advantage of it because in, in case that doesn't happen again, or if it does happen again, you know, that, that you'll be supported. You'll, you'll have some, some stuff there, but, um, but the fact is, is that if your body's not needing it, then it's a waste on you as much as it is in the garbage can. So, um, um, and, and it's not to say that in a, in a way of necessarily judging people or, or things like that. It's, I totally get it. I, I came from a background where, uh, we, we were very conscious about how we were spending money in my family. And so I, I totally get it and it's understandable. Um, but you do have permission to put the food away and come back to it. Even if it's in five minutes, um, it's, it's your decision of what, how much and when you decide to eat. Um, and if that happens to be in five minutes and you're, you're looking for that food, that is totally fine. Um, if, but if your body is saying, listen, I'm uncomfortably full right now, I need to stop then that's what you need to, you need to be able to respect that message and say, okay, that's fine. Uh, um, I'll just come back to it later. Amazing. Jenna, where can people find you and connect with you? Like, where do you hang out on online? And where, where do you work from? Yeah, so I have a website. It's called eatingmindfullyllc.com. And I'm mostly on Facebook. I do have an Instagram as well. Um, and that is both of the handles are Eating Mindfully LLC. And I have a, a Facebook group. Um, if anybody would like to join, um, it's called Your Weight is Not Your Worth. So um, uh, if you need some more information about that, um, please feel free to, to message me and I can send you an invite for that. 
Awesome. This has been really wonderful. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today a little bit about this because while you're not really talking about a diet or a weight loss, like food is a really important um, part of your journey, you know, regardless of if you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight, it's 80% of it. So it's important to the people who are listening. And it is a definitely a different way to approach how you're taking care of your body, you know, and really, that's what we care about here on, you know, with exercises for everyone is that you're really taking care of yourself. You know, and that you're doing the best thing that you can for yourself. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. This has been great information. Um, please reach out to Jenna. And, um, you know, if you're interested in the intuitive eating, join our Facebook group and find out a little bit more about it. Because I, I think that this sounds like something that anyone could benefit from. Yeah. Definitely. I, I find that as well. Um, so I, I would be happy to um, have any of you in my group or, or chat with me if you have any questions or concerns. Um, and and just, just a little quick part there. Um, I know that there's so many concerns about like diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol. One of the awesome things about intuitive eating is that the, the some of the research has shown that it actually improves it. So, um, so it is quite possible to do this um, when you have uh, any of those kinds of conditions or even other health conditions. There's ways to work around it. So that's amazing, um, Jenna. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll look forward to hearing more from you and hopefully, um, hopefully talk again soon. Yes, most definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Jenna. Thank you. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.